constant struggle. I'm Nick Watson. And I'm Bree Watson. And uh, we're brother and sister. And we're both constantly struggling. At various projects of life and art. Yeah, well, mostly art. Mostly art. Because I, I think our non-arty struggles have been going okay. Well, like, I mean, as far as that goes, like, you're employed. You... Are also employed. Also. So that's not been a struggle. I mean, like, the daily grind is a struggle. Mine's feeling less struggly. Oh, that's good. I've found a zone. Oh. A zone filled by podcasts. Oh, well, there you go. Yep. I don't... I have a hard time listening to podcasts while I do other things. Well, that's because your work is engaging. Well, it was until I started a new job. How's the new one? Is it... Engaging? Not oh, at all. Oh, great. You have room for podcasts. Well, I think that's what I'm going to have to do then. Yeah, totally. I can hook you up. Okay. And by we me... You already have with a couple. Yeah. But there are some three-hour-long-ease ones wow. out there. Yeah. That's <laughs> that's a big time commitment. Yeah. Oh, it eats it right up. <laughs> oh, man. I guess, and then... I don't know. They're good because it's just like a constant sort of inspiration for things that you want to, you know... Well, what, uh, yeah. There's, it's. I mean, it's twofold. It's entertaining. It threefold i guess it's entertaining it eats up time and it opens up kind of mini rabbit holes or things to look up and stuff like, yes uh, so hopefully this podcast will be that for you um the listener the listener as we figure out stuff to talk about no we're not gonna our, figure out we're we'll gonna, know we're we'll gonna, know in advance we've got stuff we, we have stuff right now actually yeah um uh okay what's the first thing that we have I want to I want to discuss the struggle of winter in yes. Canada this year. Oh, it has been brutal, but apparently it hasn't been bad like everywhere. Like somebody was telling you today that the weather in not today they were telling me earlier this week that the weather in Winnipeg has been not terrible this year. And yeah, usually, I know usually Winnipeg's like gross. What do they mean by not terrible? Have they like, had the same as us? And for them, that's like this is pretty awesome. It has been slightly milder than us. Oh really? Yeah, because we had a oh, brutal weird. one. We're in Toronto, by the way. Uh, if if uh, we didn't make that clear for those keeping score at home. Yes, uh, and Toronto had a brutal winter. Yeah, but not the worst. No. Like that's no because east like coast. oh east they they still are they're like buried in snow. Yeah. I'm, they're building underground caves right now to live in. It's true. And a friend of mine keeps sending me pictures. Um, she lives in New Brunswick, uh, in Fredericton, and she has pictures of like um, where her clothesline is. Yeah, and, and just it's and the snow keeps coming up to it closer and closer, and it's like above normal like human height. Yeah, you know. I got a theory about it. What's that? Uh, this is a government cover-up thingy. Yeah. That the Earth's axis has actually shifted. Probably. And we're now the polar north. Oh, well, that well makes... not us. I mean, like, uh, New Brunswick. New Brunswick <laughs> is in the polar north. Yep. Uh, and why would the government, uh, I don't know, why not? They're manipulating the weather. They're manipulating yeah. all kinds of I'm, stuff. So, yeah. You know what? I'll throw an idea why they're doing that. Oil. <laughs> uh, go figure. <laughs> There's oil everywhere but New Brunswick. Right. So they're writing it off. Uh, yeah, and then they're shaking it up a bit. Maybe if it, they freeze New Brunswick, but it's not just New Brunswick. It's no, Nova it's, Scotia. well, I know it's down south the whole, in the oh, states yeah. even, like oh, yeah, uh, yeah. in Boston. Boston got yeah. destroyed. Yep. Um, and I don't know what caused the karma, maybe? Probably bad karma, yeah. Yeah, yeah they're, they're so angry. Well, wouldn't you be? If I lived in Boston? Yeah. I, I mean, know. all their sports teams are doing great right now. Well, then what's But they can't get to the them? games because it's so Because they're covered in snow. Yeah. Oh, that's brutal. That's tragic. That's real life tragedy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, I have not found the winter to be that brutal because I moved to uh, an apartment that is like two minutes away from the subway. So I walk outside for two minutes and then I am indoors until I get to yeah. work. So I don't have to go outside again after I get into the subway. Yeah. Well, I think that would be the case with people who live in big cities and I'm over in Mississauga. Yeah. So I don't have the struggle, really. I have to walk to my bus. It's not but brutal. Even that's, the know. problem is we don't have the option to do fun stuff outside. Outside. Yeah, that's true. It's been I have not wanted to go outside at all. That's all the thing. And even going to your car or a subway might be so like annoying for you that you would not go out and do something you would have done on a pleasant day. It's true. I, like, I could go out, but then I would have to put on my parka. Right. Attendance to the various comedy shows. Well, I you've been doing run have been poorly or has oh, been yeah, down. Yeah, so yeah. that's probably a fact. Yeah. A lot of people I know who perform comedy are just like, well, now I'm doing more. I'm, I'm ready now. And it's oh, like, yeah, it's because summertime? It's, the weather is slightly Oh, better. they're bringing, they're kicking it into gear. Yes. Aw, they were comedy hibernating. They were comedy hibernating, and now they've, I don't know, but like, sad is a thing, I guess. Yeah. People have it for real. Well, yeah, for, I mean, it's a big thing in Scandinavian countries. Right. Because they get no light. Yeah, well, even here, like, th there was sun today, and I was like, oh, man. Yeah. What a difference. Well, it's been pretty lately. Yeah. There's been a lot of sun, and then it's so deceptive, because we had that one or two days of where, where it was, it was like, nice, nice out. and warm, yeah. And then you go, oh, this is going to be great. And you die. Yeah, it was minus. It was like extreme cold. I, um, yeah, two days ago. Ugh. Uh, I uh, wore my spring jacket. Your spracket. Uh, one day, my spracket. And the next day, I fell like super ill and Ugh. could not go to work because I was like so sick. So keep those parkas on, yeah. Toronto. <laughs> yep. Until you're sure. Yeah. It'll break eventually. Yeah. This constant Soon. struggle won't be constant. It's almost done. Yeah. Uh, Bree's just getting a blanket to put on. All this talk about being and... cold has made me cold. <laughs> and I'm using my coat as a blanket right now so as well. Even indoors, we have to. It's a away. constant struggle. It is that constant. What? Uh, let's see. Uh, next. Oh yeah. So in both Nick and I are uh, trying to be. Writers and art. I think creative in general. Yeah. Because, um, I don't know, I, I wouldn't mind doing a little performy stuff. That's true. So it's not just writing. And you do every everything do that isn't music, basically. Stuff. Yeah, and you know, well, I used to do music, though. Well, not visual arts. I can't do visual arts. I'm not an artist, like a visual artist. Like oh, okay, like, like making drawing. a paint or a sculpture. Yeah. All right. But uh, I do go and perform. You should be a comedy visual artist. There are people like that. There's yeah. like a lady that I went to her show. Uh, her name is Amy. Mm -hmm. uh, and she had this really cool show where you did improv and like you would stop. In a space? It was in a space. It was at the Social Capital Theater. And her drawings would like inspire improv scenes. Oh. And she would stop, you know, the scene would stop for a second. And when instead of going to the audience, you would go to her and she would draw something. Yep. Like right on the spot. And that's she's cool. like a cartoonist, so it was really funny. That's, yeah. that's multimedia. It was, yeah. So there was a projector and everything. It was very cool. Hmm. Now she's turning it into a kid's show at the Fringe. So that's something to look forward to this summer. Oh, you can bring your kids. Oh, uh, uh, maybe you can explain the Fringe? Oh, Because uh, I don't know about it. I only know, know the, the festivals in Edinburgh. Okay, so the Toronto Fringe is yeah. a much reduced version. Is it new? Is it pretty new? No, or? it's been going on for 
I, don't I mean, know, this could be Google, but I think it's probably. T- I don't. Yeah, I could Google it, but I don't want to because. Uh, oh, whatever. It's been around. It's been around for a while. Yeah, like there are a bunch in all over Canada in the U.S. Uh, the one in in Edinburgh is the largest, the biggest, yeah. the longest, and the, probably the most popular. Well, yeah. no, certainly the most popular. So that's probably where everyone got the idea for it. Yeah, I, and I, then I they're imagine. like, "Well, we should do one closer to home." So yeah, we, well, because it's such a, a a good concept. The idea is you put on a where the the festival exists and in Toronto at least uh, what you have to do is there's a lottery to get in so you have to submit your piece oh really of, oh yeah. cool so uh, you submit you know if you're going to be doing a comedy show or you're going to be doing a play or a what, one we, man show or whatever it is if you submit and it's just crap well, will they say no it's or? a lottery so you might get in really oh yeah okay. there should be a bar and then the lottery. But sometimes, like, the projects aren't even, like, created yet. It's just, oh. like, a nugget of an idea. Oh, oh okay. All right. Then, Fair yeah. enough. But it's, yeah. So it's all forms of performing arts. And they, the actual visual arts as well. Like, you can, they sell stuff in the in the tent as well. But that's different. Okay. When is it? Is it summertime? Uh, it's in the Spring? summer. Here okay, it's in the cool. summer. Yeah. So, uh, and then if you get picked, basically, so you pay your submission fee. Yeah. Uh, and they assign you a venue. And then you do, you know, a few shows, like several, maybe seven, eight, maybe nine shows throughout okay. the festival. Yeah, yeah. And then all the money goes directly back to you as opposed to the venue or the festival or whatever because oh. you paid your entry fee. Okay. And so, yeah, the rest of it goes directly so, oh, to the artist. That's... It's like an independent yeah. artist festival. That's good. It's all on you. It is all on you. So, yeah, so there's a lot of, like... You have to hype the crap out of your show. Like, yeah. That's why during the Fringe, you always see people in the streets handing out flyers, come to the show, come to the show. Yeah. Which I imagine was the same thing in Edinburgh. Oh, it is. Oh, my God. Edinburgh's just, that's all the all you the see. The whole month. But yeah. people are into it, and, you know, it happens every year, so you just have There's to... some big names go to the Edinburgh Fringe, right? The, well, the biggest. Yeah. I think a lot of them go there to, to shop. Not shop, but, you know, like... Oh, yeah, scout. To scout, yeah, but probably to get your set together before yeah. you do your show for the year. Or, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Well, I guess not everyone will have their, their set hour every year or whatever, but yeah. I think you... Is that right? You workshop. That's what I mean. Oh, okay. You're workshopping you're your jokes and stuff. That makes there. sense. Yeah. Well, that's You were spoiled. You didn't even know. You lived in Edinburgh. No, you didn't even know how big of a deal <laughs> the Fringe was. Well, you get to know. You see it. It's yeah. Every, it's seriously everywhere. But you don't think... I don't know. Maybe you didn't think, oh, Toronto has one too or, you know... Certainly, the, the Niagara region doesn't have one yet, but maybe they will soon. Yeah. Hamilton has one, you know. Well, New York. New York. Jill just went yeah. to them. Yeah, uh, the, the winter. The they have frigid. Frigid yeah, fest. They've got one in the winter as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so it's getting out there. It's all over, yeah. And some in Australia. And I don't know. When, the place. when I was going, learning, like, English lit stuff in high school and university and stuff. I always loved the idea of the, the community of writers and artists. Yeah. And that's what these things are basically Definitely. creating. Yeah, creating. It must and... be so fun to go. Well, no, it is. I know it's wicked hard work. Yeah. And you have to crazy show like all over the place and stuff like that. But it must be just such a creative engine. Yeah. Seeing other people doing the same thing. For sure. I'd like to hope that it's a fun environment and not just, you know, it is. Just people, people trying to poop along, on each other. Yeah. <laughs> No, it's not. It's not about that. Cause it's like you have too much time to spend on promoting your own show to poop on, to anyone poop on else. anybody else's show, and that's what the critics are for anyway. They're the ones doing the pooping. Yes, uh, that's when they all come out. Yeah, it's not an easy go. I've never done. Well, I got into one in, in Toronto, but then my I was gonna do it with a sketch troupe, 
Uh, and then the sketch troupe fell apart. Yeah. Uh, and I didn't have $700 to put on my own show. So, so what happened? So you just lost your spot? I lost my spot. Okay. That's not uh, and too that was, tragic. Like, before I was super like into producing a show. Now, if I had that, I would you know find a way to get seven hundred bucks and I would put it on. You know what I mean? Like one. Way but or it would be I'd tough. Be, it would be tough to do a one-person sketch troupe. No, but I know people that I would get people together. You would round them up and yeah. you get the show must go on. Exactly. But but this was like when I was you know just starting out. Okay. Uh, and then I did the Fringe in Winnipeg and Montreal that summer. Yeah, the Winnipeg. Sorry, I was gonna mention Winnipeg, but I thought that was just comedy. No, it's it's theater. It's, it's everything. All the arts. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, so it's cool. It's huge in Winnipeg too. Because I guess you know there mustn't be. I don't know. I, there must, there's a huge arts community in Winnipeg. Yeah. And they all apparently the biggest one in Canada though is in Edmonton. The oh, Edmonton weird. Fringe is is huge. the the yeah. business. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Is it by the mall? I don't know. It's probably in the mall, eh? <laughs> probably right in the mall. Like, the on best the venue is one of those yeah. submarines. Exactly. Oh, they have submarines. I forgot about that. Well, yeah, there was a joke that, like, the yeah, it had more subs than the Canadian yeah. Navy. But oom boom Yep. Thank you, boys, for protecting <laughs> our waters. <laughs> um, yeah, so how did we get on the subject of... The Fringes. Because uh, we're talking about scripts, obviously. Oh, right. And, I don't know. <laughs> I'm getting over cold. Uh, something I've been thinking about a lot lately is uh, with digital media and like people being able to record movies on their iPhones. Uh -huh. And you'll see this in your fringe festivals, like the fact that there's some in Toronto, Edmonton, uh, Edinburgh, and every country in the world will have their own little fringe festivals everywhere, is the amount of white noise artistically that exists out there. So just like there's so many. Yeah, like you're a... just one blip. I, I, in my mind, I see it as uh, when you turn on your TV and you don't have a signal. It's just the snow on the screen. Right. Uh, like each one of those little dots firing is basically one person's creative endeavor. And how do you how do you possibly go about being more than a blip like that? That's my concern right now. That's my constant struggle. Ah, uh, yeah, that, and that's a valid point. Because I've written the script, and I've submitted it to a friend of mine mm -hmm. who does production and stuff, and I've asked him to look over it. But I'm sitting at home thinking, well, what makes this thing worthwhile? Why would anyone watch it? And well, I mean, why did you write it? If you, you wrote it for yourself. Yeah, I did. I, well, yeah, but I wrote it for myself, but I want people to see it. You also want people to see it. You yeah. want to create so other people can see it. Well, then, I mean, you might just have to do it. Yeah. I think that's the a lot. That's the difference now. If you're talking about digital media, yeah, like you can be, yeah. just go out and do it. Yeah. that's the fun part. The bad part is, you have so to can everyone else it. in the world. Exactly, but not everybody else is. If, if they, no, the, but there's so many more than yeah. there used to be. Well, that's how you have to set yourself apart by having some, a product that's that's. Uh, you know, well written and worthwhile and, and as well produced as it can be. Yeah. So that compelling. Other people, and yeah, exactly. So that other people will uh, not only watch it, but, you know, enjoy it and enjoy the message that's coming across. Yeah. Cool. Let's, even if it's just, you know, Actually, 10 people end up seeing it. The other thing is, uh, I'm older <laughs> than uh, you are. You're not that old, though. No, I no, think. no. But yeah. I don't. Um, I feel like I'm just thinking about this now. Like, there's all this creative stuff that's happening and stuff. I don't know how to tap into it. I don't know where to go to enjoy the fruits of loads of other people's uh, efforts. Well, the internet is a very popular location. Yeah, but, if you but mean, like, what, are we, is this like YouTube? Is this what I need to be doing? Should I be going to Vimeo and checking out people's movies there? I don't know what, how to look for it. 
And this is concerning. This concerns me because it's like, I want to watch other people's stuff, right. and I don't know how to get that. So how are people going to find my stuffs when I, I make part, them? And part of that as well is like real life as well as online, uh, uh, like networking. Uh huh. Oh yeah. Okay. Because there's uh, a friend of mine is part of a. Uh, he goes to like every. I don't know if it's every week or every month. It's a just sort of a, a networking event for filmmakers mm. and independent filmmakers. So you, in, you know, you, oh, in I guess Toronto, here, here, yeah, yeah okay. you get together and they talk about their different projects. Maybe they know somebody who need. You know, maybe I need a director of photography. Well, this guy knows this guy, and da da da. Yeah. Maybe. So it's a lot of that. And so if you have the network, then you would know for sure where you're. People are putting stuff. Yes. Yeah. So I think the network is very important. Maybe you should make that a task for until the next podcast. <laughs> Just do attend. I have a job. Yeah. Attend one of these and find out where <laughs> most of... Nick's rolling his eyes. Yeah. I'm just, uh, attending things is hard for me to want to do. <laughs> <laughs> well, you and networking you know, in general. I don't know why that is. Is that... Who, who do we blame for that? Because I've, re- I've always... You're good at it! But I was not when I was at university. Like, at university, I, when I was studying poli-sci, the last thing I wanted to do was go and hang out and talk to other people who were in poli-sci. Because I couldn't give a crap, to be honest. Well, the, okay, I've identified one problem with that. What? It, it's something that you don't give a crap exactly. about. Exactly. Yeah. So you have to... But you give a crap about this, so yeah. why don't you want to go talk to people? I don't know. I think it's Are this networking thing. Yeah, well, there's, there's that... Um, I, I don't know, just, uh, I'm a 90s kid, so I'm like... Yeah, but you like drinking. Yeah. So you go out... I don't know what's being implied by that. What would be the difference between going out and... Yeah, no, uh, meeting new people. Yeah, it's uh, nerve-wracking, yeah. but it's part no, of the sorry. business or whatever, yeah. What, what, it feels salesy outy to me. salesy outy. Yeah, like, ooh, networking is so corporate and stuff like that. Uh-huh. I know it isn't, but that's how it was built into my brain. Right. Which is, I don't know, I've networked at work even. Like, yeah. my work is not creative at all. It's all business stuff. Yeah. And I've had fun at it, possibly because there were beers. But, right, so uh, beers, beer I don't know why. It's one of these things where I hate the idea of going to it, but when I'm there, I'm having a good time. Exactly. But that's like most people with yeah. most everything. Yeah. Like What's... going to the gym. Like I hate the idea of going to the gym. But yes. once I am at the gym working out, I'm like, I feel great. Oh, okay. I'm halfway there with you. <laughs> okay. But when I get to the gym, I'm like, this is boring. Well, that's when you <laughs> listen to music. I need, I have like a playlist of stuff. Anyway. Oh, uh, yeah. that, that gets you going. Mm. You've got like the Rocky soundtrack going on. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I guess I could do that with podcasts. You could. I mean, I'd although be, podcasts... I'd be there you. going like, yeah, come on, Mark Maron, get me <laughs> through this last 5K. <laughs> uh, that's that's the sad part about podcasts, I guess, is they're not exactly the most uplifting to sort of get your aerobics on no. to. No, but there's music. You're yeah, right. Exactly, you, yeah, exactly. Not everything has to be podcasts. That's the I, one. But we hope you're enjoying this podcast. Yes, at the gym or otherwise. <laughs> Uh, yeah, my, my righty strike. Oh, that's what it was. It's because we were talking about how we were uh, both writers and you said artists in general and how that, so you're creatives. Creatives. Yes. So you were talking about, um, what your struggle now was networking. So yeah, but because you've written a script already. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, what do I do with it now? So you've written it. It's done. I think so. It's edited. Yeah. It's as good as it's going to oh, get. Oh, well, as much as I can now. And okay. now I'm reaching out to other people to, to, get, their to get the feedback of going, where did I miss my edits? Right. So I think maybe... Oh, I've got... Yeah. Uh, 
sorry, my constant struggle with this is I'm so sick of my own story by yeah, this point. <laughs> a, I write comedy, and if when you edit and edit and edit, uh, say a sketch, which yeah, you've done by the end, you're like the joke's is this done. Even like, funny? Yeah. is this funny anymore? But it is. You have to count on the fact that it, the idea at first was funny, and then. It helps when you perform it in front of an audience. And then you're getting the biofeedback of people laughing. But in the process, (coughs) sorry, it's, uh, yeah, it's challenging. In the, it is a constant struggle. (laughs) (laughs) Writing and rewriting and rewriting. Yeah. But But writing is rewriting. Yeah. Oh, you know, it's, it's annoying and true though. Yeah. Like just going through the multiple edits and every, it's like whittling, right? Yes. And my, you know, you're concerned when the first time you're doing it is that I'm going to whittle so much, I'll have a toothpick by the end of the process. But instead, no, it's a nice sculpture of beaver. That's right. Eating a tree. Yep. Uh, that turned into a toothpick. And then you use it to clean your teeth with. So, yeah. I mean, there's function at the end of the day. Art and functionality. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's, it's Ikea. It basically... No, I don't <laughs> want to say that our art is Ikea. <laughs> um, I have been working on a script as well. So we're both uh, writing, doing different writing projects right now, too. Yep. So I just wrote a, a Mindy Project uh, spec script. So I, uh, yeah, it's the first spec script I've written to that, like, uh... It's your first go of it. Yeah. Because this is a step in being a writer. In being a, a writer for TV, which yeah. is what I want to do. Yeah. Um, but, I don't know, okay, uh, here's two, but I'm giving it so much attention, so much work I'm putting into it, like, time, mm-hmm. too much time, I feel like. If I was actually working on a TV show, there's no way I would have this much time to work on oh, it. Oh, to get it done, yeah. Yeah. So, but that you wouldn't be working a day job. Exactly, though, so. I wouldn't have a day job. Yeah. And I would be collaborating with other people as yep. well. Um, but I don't know what... I, I feel like I've done a good job at finding like the voice of each of the different characters. Um, but uh, then I sent it to um, my... She was my uh, script writing teacher at Humber. Okay. Uh, Anne Finn. And she was like, oh. I was like, what's just like the average script length? For a sitcom. And she's like, 30 pages and mine right now is at like 23. So uh, like, because ah. you were accounting for commercial breaks. And... Uh, obviously. Oh. Well, I feel like I had told the story. I thought it was long enough, but it but it wasn't. So okay. I still had to find another couple scenes. So anyway, that's the that's the struggle. Is when you thought, like, here oh, it you're is. Done. I told my story. Yes. It's good. I'm but at then the it's end like, of it. No, you still have to add. Yeah. Find places to add chunks Like, you need to an extra fifth. Of a story. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, so that's so that's like, what I've been trying to figure out. Like, what else can happen in this episode? I've already story told. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or beef up the B story or, or something. But anyway, so that's where I'm at right now with that. Um, but that being said, there's a there's a show at, in Toronto now, like a live show that I think is cool called Speculation, which I haven't been to oh, yet. Oh, is that people reading their spec yeah, scripts? Yeah, but oh. I, I don't know if it's like for real spec scripts or if it's like shortened versions just to for the sake of being funny. Either so way, it's good. that's going to be a good time. Yeah, so I've got to go check out the show because it seems like it's really cool. And this I also think familiar. it would be a great way to, you know, like get more work done on my own writing. Stuff. Yeah. yeah. Well, oh yeah, that's where I'm. Like I've finished the script and stuff. It's been I've been working on it for the about a year. Yeah. I took a break for uh, our TV show that we worked on, right. and uh, and Toronto Star has their yearly short story contest, which, which you I on. Yeah. I did that. Yeah. 
But now I'm at the point where I want, I want to write a new one, a new story. Well, um, some people will tell you to have multiple projects on yeah, the go. But then other people are, are like, no, you have to finish your project first. Though. Yeah, but that's the thing. Just because you haven't finished it completely doesn't mean it's dead. Doesn't yeah. mean it's, you know, it's still there. It yeah, still I think exists. I will start. I, I just Especially if you have an idea for something else, too. Well, I've had one that's like, uh, I feel like I'm not ready for it. I want more practice in doing other stuff. Right. And I don't know what it's going to be. I don't know if it's a book or a movie. Right. I have a uh, similar thing that I have, and I want it to. I'm you're, as a TV writer, I guess when you're, they tell me you're supposed to have an, an original spec. Yeah. Or not an original a spec. Yep. Like for a TV show that exists. And then and an like original, an idea for the hundredth episode and stuff like that. Oh, I don't know. No, I'm thinking like oh. an original pilot for an original, like different show. Okay. Or for your own, your original spec or your original pilot. Yeah. Yeah. For a show that, that you want to create. That you want to create, yeah, yeah. yeah. So right now I have an idea for that, but I don't know if, now that I think about it, I'm like, would this work better in the form of a screenplay or the form of a like an actual novel? Because it would be kind of a it's big novel as Is well. It yeah, piece? well, it's, yeah. Dude, you know what? Like, um, what happens to me whenever I submit a story, I get Catherine to read it. Catherine's my wife. Right. And she'll read it, and she's like, I like this. You should turn it into a book. <laughs> like it's... She just likes books a lot. <laughs> I, I think so. So basically what you could do is write it as, as a, a book. screenplay. Oh, as a screenplay. And then you have an outline of 30 pages worth of stuff to build your book on. That's true, and then you and can send it out to... To whatever. Well, if yeah. you want, if you if you write the thing, it's like, this does work as a, script, as as a, a script, screenplay. Yeah. Then that's totally cool. Or if you're like... That's eh, not where it needs to be bigger. I need to flesh out way more yeah. and stuff like that. Then you write it into a book. I think it would be a good TV show too, though. So now I'm like, which one is it going to be? Yeah. No, it's interesting. Uh, I was wondering about that for my story. I was like, should I just do it as a script? So then I've got the base, like the the basic architecture of the story down. Right. And then build all the flourishes on, on top of it to make it a book. Right. All right. So another of the struggles Ooh, time. that we wanted to talk about. The subject of time. time. Finding time to Time. Do. That's my struggle right go. now. Yeah, well, you have a whole family. I do. I have two kids and a job. And Is that what you call your wife? That's not a nice thing to call your wife. No, that was my job. Oh, I Yeah. See. So time. Time. It's... I got about an hour a day at most to be creative. And this is, you've, you've looked at everything else that you have in your life and you've, you've, yeah. Deduced that this is the amount of time you've you've read the Nerdist way and his notes on time management. Yep. And you've taken away anything that, that I is could. A waste of that time. is a distraction. Yeah. But uh, it's a bit of a, a bummer because yeah. it's not a lot of time. No. And it's basically the one hour a day where um, the kids are down. Right. I've helped Catherine clear up the house a bit. Right. Uh, I've gotten, like, the kids' school bag semi-ready. Basically, I've, I've moved everything forward so Catherine can finish off for me. Right. And it's before 9 o'clock, which is my bedtime, because I wake up at 5. Ugh. I know. I don't know how you do that. Uh, I Batman it. I don't know what that means. It's a thing I've uh, come up with in my own mind. Yes. And it's basically how Batman fights crime every day. He just does it. He just he, wakes up early and fights crime. Well, well, there's that, but no, oh, it's so just Batman's the, never gonna be like, ugh, I, uh, I can't, go. yeah, I'm too tired. Ugh, Clayface, really? I just, oh, the, the Gotham, the PD can get this. Oh, right. we, I don't even know if we could do this Batman chat. We could talk about Batman. All right. Uh, so yeah, basically, it's uh, what would Batman do? What's WWB 
date. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess that's just what you have to do. Like, you just gotta like, do it, man. My last job, I was allowed to go into the office. Usually I would get there for 9, and on days that we weren't filming, I could wander in at 9.30 or even closer to 10. Yeah. And that was great. And you live in the city. Right, but now I have to be there at 8.30, which means I have to wake up before 7. Oh. And the difference between waking up when the hour is still 6 and when the hour has changed to 7, yeah. I find is huge psychologically. Mm-hmm. Because you're like, oh, I have well, to... Well, like, what time do you get to bed and stuff, though? I don't go to bed until at least midnight. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, that's not good enough. And then if there's nights where I have a show and the show's gone well oh. and I end up socializing with people afterwards. Yeah, man. Or networking. Yeah. As we discussed earlier. But sometimes that's... it's just like there are a bunch of funny people. You don't want to go home. No, you want to have fun. Exactly. Like, you want to enjoy the benefits of the fact that you're a comedian by hanging out with other hilarious comedians. Yeah, it's like being on Saturday Night Live. Oh, I live. Yeah, <laughs> it's exactly like being on Saturday Night Live, except with none of the credit or yeah. money. <laughs> no, or you're just having a good time with funny people. Exactly. Yeah. Which is, you know, a huge part of why people would ever want to do this. Yeah. What? Yeah. Meeting other fun, funny people. Yeah, other fun people with similar and funny yes, people. Yes, exactly. <gasps> oh, dude, this is something. Where did I? I watched the movie last weekend on the Netflix. All hail Netflix. Mm. I love it so hard. Uh, well, They're not giving us any money. I don't care. I just okay. love that. I can't <laughs> believe we live in a world where there's a well of movies. Yeah, cause you, you remember, I was like, the other day I was thinking, you remember how much it sucked to go to Blockbuster with someone mm. and try to decide what movie you wanted to I watch? I mean, there is, you still got to figure out what movie but to watch. At least watch. you don't have to go anywhere no. and waste your time. And no, then you usually you end up finding something that like you both can at least kind of agree on. Whereas I, I have left Blockbuster on several occasions. With Just like in a, in a fit of rage. <laughs> <laughs> Just pissed screw this i am not watching what you want to watch anyway it's the worst (laughs) so no i watched frank i don't know what that is oh cool all right it's this uh well it's a movie well oh it's not a fake documentary it's um oh geez i guess it's kind of documentary ish okay no it isn't it's not at all uh it's uh basically a guy telling a story about uh joining a rock and roll outfit Huh. And the arc of the band uh, while he's in it and stuff. Oh, that's cool. Uh, the weird thing about this band is the guy always wears... The lead singer always wears a huge uh, fiberglass head like, with like a blank... Exp- like a, a, a man's face on it. Oh, so it's like a dead mouse kind of thing? But yeah. But it's a man instead of a Yeah, mouse. but it's based on like some uh, guy dead in the mouse. UK who no, did this okay. as a sketch. Oh, okay. I think it was a sketch. And they have elements of other uh, really artsy indie bands from all throughout, uh, I guess, the 70s and stuff like that. Uh, hmm. A lot of it was uh, Captain Beefheart, which was this, like, crazy Frank... He played with Zappa and stuff. Okay. But, like, they go... In the movie, they go away to this, like, little island in Ireland. I think okay. it's Ireland. And they just got to work on their music. They're experimenting with different instruments. And basically, they found their own little cult... Okay. And uh, then they wind up going to... I mean, adventure happens. People go crazy. Uh, people hang... Nuttiness. Uh, yeah. I'll not spoiler alert anything. Uh, but the end of the movie is they try to go to the South by Southwest and stuff. Right. But what I learned from this movie and what's really hit a bell is like the amount of effort these people devoted to their art. Right. Locking yourself or 
getting yourself marooned on an island, basically, just to hammer out this stuff. Which is what's so frustrating about being an artist when you have a freaking day job. Like, oh man. But the thing is, <clears throat> I don't know that that's the ideal as a human to do that. And right. I really question the artistic process by watching this because the main character is, I mean, the Frank character right. is lauded within the movie. They're like, this guy's the way. He's the freaking future of music, man. Okay. He's a genius. And how is that He's bad? a crazy guy. Oh, okay. He's completely cuckoo bananas. But sometimes cuckoo bananas is really, you know, But that's the thing. Art. If you're cuckoo bananas, you could totally zone in on something and just freaking hammer through it so much that at the end you get this gold nugget. Right. And I'm like, do I want to do that? Like, can is there physical room for it? Is it something that you should actually want to do? Well, like, but that I mean, think about the consequences of that. You would have to leave your wife, leave your yeah, kids. You basically your... have to be a psychotic weirdo. Yeah, like when some people, I don't know. I guess it depends on how extreme you want to devote yourself to. But it. like, but like, you've like been... sometimes society just doesn't allow that. Yeah, I, I'm just questioning art in general right how now. How did cause... he afford to do that? Uh, the one character, basically, he had a relative that died, and okay. he was funneling loads of money to the band. Well, listen, if I had a relative who died and wanted to funnel a bunch of money to my comedy career, yeah, you know, maybe I would go to an island. You know? <laughs> oh my god, an island of comedy. The island of misfit comedians. <laughs> <laughs> Which is any place. Yeah, it's just, yeah. Yeah, but no, it also got me thinking about, like, all the... All the eccentric people you've ever met, oh, ever. God. There are and, tons. Like when you're in, when you're in performing arts at all, like comedy. Yeah. It's just a freaking graveyard of broken souls. There are, especially stand up. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, well, people in improv these seem are... a little bit more hopeful. <laughs> oh really? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. It's but more it's social. Where it's, yeah. Yeah. It is more social, which is probably a huge reason. But why. there's a huge discrepancy because like the amount of people who have general, genuine psychological problems yeah in the in the arts it's almost yeah. like it's like a performance enhancing drug to be mental in this business well yeah i mean you wouldn't be the first person to, to say that because i don't know if you think about the amount of like brilliant people who've committed suicide because uh, you know because they're whatever. just too intense eh? yeah because they've got too much stuff going on in their brains and then the amount of people who have had like developed issues with drugs and stuff yeah performers as well or maybe it's just that it's more, it's made more popular, or not more popular, but more, it, it's given more media attention, just mm -hmm. because if just like a, a baker offs himself, it's not like a big news story. No, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, they're bigger in stature, culturally and stuff yeah. like that, you're more aware of them. I don't know, I, I think I'm just looking for excuses to get myself out of having to write and devote. But what, you like writing, don't you? You like being I creative. do, but I also want to have time to watch a freaking TV show. Well, that's, yeah, that's, it's, yeah, that's the struggle. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I, I don't know. Sometimes, though, if you can, like, watching TV is part of your research. You know yeah. what I mean? It has to be. Like, I couldn't write a Mindy no. script yeah, without you having to watch, I watched the entire series. You I really to have to get the, the voice series. of the characters Absolutely. and know their arcs and yeah. stuff like that. And if you're writing a bunch of different spec scripts, well, then you have to watch a bunch of different TV shows. Yeah. Even that, like, whether or not you want to, you have to in order to get the voice down. Like, yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, what, not whether or not you want to watch the entire series. Like, but if you wanted to write a, you know, a Big Bang script, you would have to know, like, exactly what... You know, season, what was going on, what, you know. Oh. Um, Although I don't think people are writing Big Bang scripts anymore because it's been on for too long. I was going to say, um, 
Would there be like cheats on that? Can you Google how to write a Big Bang episode at this point? Because it's so out there. That well, like, the, I mean, you would just pick any script that's been written during the season. They use the same format, like every episode. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, and that's another thing. Oh, never mind. That might Is go that with on? the other. It's not on the list. We're not allowed no, to talk about. No, it might go it. with my my that last one there. That last the point. The current you know, struggle. The current struggle, but oh. I don't know if we're ready to go oh. get into that. Well, we're still working on time. On time. I don't know if we've. Spoken enough time for long enough time. To time on time. Change topics from time. I uh, know time is. You know what? Uh, Dude, you gotta just really pay attention to every. It feels like every hour. Is or, it more? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Hardwick's book. Yeah. I think he breaks his schedule down to fifteen minutes. That's crazy. Which is good. It's you know, it's almost what you have to do. Well, here and and here's another thing. I just got a job where right now. Yeah. They have. Like, nothing for me to do. Ugh. Like, nothing. So... Oh, my God. What do you do? I know. Right? And uh, so, I, you know, you have to find, like... Maybe they'll give me a task that takes a half hour at yeah. most. Yeah, yeah. And then the rest of the day, it's like, can I... It's going to gear up, though. Is there anything... It? Yeah, it will gear well, up. Well, dude, you know what you need to do, then? Well, what I've been doing is, like, the, the other day I brought my laptop in yeah. and I edited Mindy. Like, yeah. I edited Mindy up until I couldn't anymore uh-huh. without adding anything to it so i wanted what it was right now to be like in its best state before i could be like and in the process of doing that i found areas where i can add stuff to. oh cool stuff like this would be would have been so cool to have when we were in high school and we we're like what do i do oh. with my life no okay let me stop that train of thought oh, okay pull it back into the station okay what the what could ifs? you imagine high school people there, obviously, it's a thing. Anything on the internet is already a thing. Right. If you've thought about it, it's already out there. Okay. So, like, high school kids naked, podcasting. Ostriches oh. running around playing croquet with. Yeah, I've been there. With, Seen that site. Golf shoes. Uh, no, it was baseball cleats. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, no, there's probably tons of high schoolies that are podcasting their struggles. That's true. Yeah, more about time. It's not always on my side. It won't let me go. Well played. I only knew the one line. <laughs> um, I also, uh, I find... It is a changing? The plural times are oh, a changing. Multiple times. Yeah. <gasps> you singing about the multiverse? The multiverse. Is the multiverse just the idea that it, there's like multiple uh, universes in which anything that you can think about... It's tied up anything? It's tied up with string theory. Right. And it's... Uh, I, I think the basic idea is any possible thing that could happen does happen. In a different universe. Yeah. Just yeah. like, you know, if you want, if you're Robert Frost and you go the road less traveled. Right. You write that poem. But there's another universe where he went the road traveled. And it's like, the road traveled's pretty good. I can yeah, see why people come bad. down yeah, here. Pretty easy. It's really kind of nice. And, you know, there's shops along it. Yeah. But then he got mugged and died. Yeah. And we never got that poem. So That's that, a good point. Yeah. So yeah, basically that anything in the universe can happen, it does happen. Right. Um, I, I a time struggle that I have is even within performing uh, slash even within my art, if I can be so pretentious as to refer it to my art specifically, mm-hmm. uh, and that's um, I end up doing performing a lot more shows than staying at home and writing, which is something that I feel like I require more discipline. Okay, I hear you, but you're also doing good work, like. Being able to perform well is huge. I love performing. Uh, I yeah, but I it's a skill, okay. though, dude. Yeah. You're not just fannying. 
No, I'm not fannying, but I'm also like, I don't have anything to show for it. After you've done an improv show, an improv show exists in that piece of time. Yeah. And then it's gone. It's fleeting. It's it's disappeared from the universe. Whereas staying home and writing on a something and then yeah. having that piece of written Well, who are all work. your improv heroes? Oh, I have so many improv Yeah, well, heroes. like, what did, you know, they're not, they've done stuff. Some of them are on television. Yeah. Some of them are, well, like, what, them are what did they do with their version of that but that I don't struggle, know that all like, of them necessarily want to be writers in the same way I do. I yeah, don't know. The ones that are writers. Like, who am I thinking? Amy Poehler? Oh, you're thinking very grand. Yeah, Amy Poehler and uh, Tina Fey, of course. Because they were imp- they were improv, right? They were. They were improvisers. Well, like, they were Second City. In Second City, the Ske- improv that oh. leads to sketch. Okay. But, and then uh, Amy started UCB, which is improv as well. But also sketch. Anyway, but so yeah. But then they went to SNL, which is sketch. Dude, it's all a skill set. It's all like you're you're coming up with the idea. You're performing it in front of other people and stuff. And you you've it's out there. You've made it exist once. Yeah. You could apply it some years in the future to sketch. Just like maybe that idea yeah. will bubble back up. You're right. What right. you should do is probably record all this stuff. To be honest. Well, some of them I do. Some no, you should record it all. Like why all? all? Why all? Why? Why not? You're doing something. You have a poster. You have it in posterity. You can see how it worked. Mm. Yeah, what if you do a it. set? Yeah. Uh, is an improv session called a set? Yes, it <laughs> okay. Is. Yeah. What if you do a set and this is awesome idea? You have it's basically a sketch that's just waiting for you to do. You right. haven't recorded it. You're like, oh man, that killed. You go out. You celebrate. You get drunk. And you forgot. You've forgotten it. It's gone. It's lost. Well, in the wouldn't ether. you just write it down? That's what I wanted to say earlier. Is, is that what you do, easier. though? No. It well, record it. And then you get to watch yourself again, which would be totally fun. And oh, you find that fun? I do not enjoy watching myself perform. It's a good way to learn how You're to right. do it stuff is. better. I know. I need to do that with my stand-up in particular. Mm. Yeah. I'm not, say- I'm not saying at all posting it on YouTube. Okay, good. For you to watch critically. Right. And you really have to take yourself out of it. Right. And see it in front of you. Yeah. Like, I mean... Dude, it's you're not a professional comedian. Oh well, so thanks a lot. No, <laughs> you're allowed to suck. Yeah. that's what I'm saying. It's like don't beat yourself up about it. Learn uh, from it. Yes, but how does it? Um, I don't know. I, I right now in my brain, I just wish I didn't have to go to work every day. I wish I could just focus on. I wish I could spend all my days writing. Yeah. And then all my evenings performing. That's what I wish do, I could do. You know? Okay. I think something important that I'm learning. Yes. Is uh, these people, creative people, successful people, uh, I'm thinking Brian Koppelman, who yes. I listen to on his podcast, he's not sitting at home every day for eight hours straight writing. No, but at least four. You could get <laughs> four hours together, right? You could yeah. so do four hours right now. I could now. do four hours. I could do at least an hour. You're right. I should devote, I should put it in my schedule, like specifically yeah. this time. For you, time easy. Yeah. One hour. Because I don't have kids. Yeah. Or, kids yeah, yeah. Them. And like that, yeah. And you live in town. You don't have like my hour long commute. No, it's still forty minutes. Oh, that's that's robust. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, there's there's room for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you should probably do that. I will do. Did it. you read the Nerdith podcast book? I am. Yeah, almost done it. Yeah, it's pretty good. It is good. It is very good. Uh, I was actually talking about it with another person, and we were joking about the whole middle section that is just adorable. Uh, Nerdist Bears exercising. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. With the big head. Yeah. Stuff. Yeah, it's kind of like Frank. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's a big head. It is. 
it all comes together. Bringing it back. Yes. Um, but all right. So yeah. what's your... Um, when are we going to post this thing? I can post it. We can probably post it today, provided... Uh, all right, and we're probably going to tweet about it. Yep, we'll post it, we'll tweet about so it. So I don't have anything coming up, because I don't perform. No. But maybe you do that you, you would like to tell the people? Or anything that you're... Nothing that's going to be coming out there. Oh, okay. Going out there. Um, yeah. Yes, I... I have stuff. Every Friday I have an improv show called Improv Game Show that I co-produce with a funny improviser called Cassie Mose. That sounds fun. It is fun. It happens at 8 p.m. every Friday at the Social Capital Theaters. And where's that? That's on the Danforth at 154 Danforth Avenue. Oh, if there, if, you know, I would be on board if there was a convenient subway. There located. is. If you believe it or not, it is so close to Broadview Station. <laughs> wow. Uh, but also on Saturday is my show, Guess Who's Coming to Improv. Oh, Oh yeah, it's the start of the month. It is the start of the month, and it it this is the my like birthday edition. So. Holy! Butt are you gonna crumbs. be in town, or are you gonna be in Welland? I got him in Welland. No, just <laughs> leave, leave your kids there and come up. No. Ugh. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. So I have a fabulous improviser coming to perform. She was on the uh, main stage not too long ago, like one or two shows ago. My name is Jan Caruana. She's okay, main hilarious. stage of what, Bree? The main stage of the Second City, I'm sure. <gasps> I should have specified. <laughs> the Second City, of course, being... I'm sorry, what was her name again? Her name is Jan Caruana. I did mention it, though. I didn't hear you. That's okay. all Oh, I see. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, and that's going to be fun, and everybody gets to play. Everybody, anybody, all levels of uh, experience are able to come play. And I can attest to this, because I have all levels of experience, mostly on the inexperienced side, and I've done your show... A couple times. Two or three? Every time with Boomer, except that last time. I think three. <laughs> I'm going to try to get Boomer to come again. <laughs> Just so I show up. Will you come if Natasha Boomer comes? No, I'm stuck in uh, Damn it. No. It's good. I need, I need my well in time. Well in time. Yeah. It's all well and good. Which is a great Slowly t-shirt. T- <laughs> we still haven't got our t-shirts, by the way. No, um, we haven't made it easy for the guy to get it to us. No, so that's true. I had a show. Did I tell you about the show that I had a couple days ago? No. The Exit Pursued by a Bear. Uh, that's you and Jill, right? Yeah, Jill and I are comedy duo. Uh-huh. And I say comedy duo because we do mostly improv right now, but we are working on some sketches. Okay. Um, but we had a great show. We brought in so many different... Like, cool. Where was that? And how again, often does that happen? And that happens every month. The third Thursday of the... No, fourth Thursday of the month. Okay. At the Social Capital Theaters on 154 Danforth at Broadview Station. Cool. <laughs> but we brought in like, like huge a for good, for a us. good crowd. Yeah. Well, no, not a cr- oh, <laughs> no sorry. crowd. No Such crowd. Such a small crowd, which is my uh, current my struggle. current struggle, and a lot of people's current struggle. I think in Toronto is getting people to come outside and and not just perform, but but see other people's shows. Yeah. Like, I brought in. Um, Rob Norman and Jason DeRoss, who are both like huge uh, improvisers at Second City. They're yeah. both parts, uh, or they're both part of the troupe called Mantown, and that's like the biggest, like, I don't know, a huge troupe, like successful troupe, mm-hmm. hilarious troupe in Toronto. I brought in Nick Flanagan, who's like a stand up comic who's a pretty big deal. He's huge on Twitter. He's got a lot of, he's on the Twitter uh, followers. Yeah, a lot stuff. of Twitter. He's got a great Twitter, but he's also like one of the Laugh Sabbath comedians, and they're like, Really big on the alt the fun scene. Name. Yeah. <laughs> They're big on the like alt comedy stand up scene. 
All right. Uh, and then I brought in, uh, I keep saying I brought in, there was a sketch group called Oh That Dumb, and they were very, very, awesome. like, they, they were huge at this year's sketch fest. Uh-huh. Um, and then two other, like, local, uh, Coco and Daphne, who, they have their own improv show, like, All every right. month. And they're hilarious. It sounds like a lot of, and a lot Dick of comedy. Wolf's, yeah. <laughs> Which is puppet improv. Dick Wolf's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> awesome. But, and the show was so, like, I don't know. It was so well casted, if I do say so myself. Which room was that in? It was in the second floor. It was in the second floor. The bigger room, The eh? bigger room. And above us was another show that was taking place in the smaller space. And it was like jam-packed. Oh. So we had like five people. What was that show? It was called Asian Exploitation. (laughs) Cool. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, Yeah. But... That sounds like... That was a market it waiting was a, to have. It's a pretty niche market. They're waiting, yeah. just desperate. Give us our, <laughs> give us our own voice. But uh, yeah, I mean the show was great. So, like I, I was saying, like I'm kind of selfish in that I book shows based on like people I want to see who will help me. Sort well, of. That's, well, that's well, oh, it's fair because but, you want to improve, exactly. but it's also stuff that you like. That I like. That I think is funny. That I wish other people could come see. Yeah. I guess keep it up. Yeah. I don't know why that, I don't know, gets to me. It's not even like a financial thing because like, you know, none, logi- of, none of us are making money out of this. Not it's like a logistical nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> I just like, uh, I think there's so know. many talented people in the city and I don't think enough people come out and... Well, what are people doing though? I'm well, not asking that. that particular night, everybody was across the street at the Danforth Music Hall watching Bo Burnham. Oh, that guy's big. Yeah. I know because he's on Facebook. Twitter. He's on Netflix. Yeah, but he's obviously got an audience. He has a huge audience, but I don't yeah. understand. But you know what I mean? Like, why Is don't? It... Why aren't these people coming to see? Why are they only coming out if it's a big comedy act from out of town? Oh well, I am not a person to be commenting on that because I've only I'm going to the Marin show. Yeah, but that's like the only comedy I go to that doesn't involve you. You come to my shows. <laughs> yeah, but that's like it's you. And I know what happens. Right. You know, like I don't. So how do? How do you get like me? Us how do get you... people like you yeah. to come see shows? Um, that's a huge ask. Yeah. Because I, it's such a struggle for me to, uh, to, to, leave. to, yeah. to leave the house and to do something, and it's it's not even financial. Like your shows are what five bucks? Yeah, it's a time thing. Yeah, you're perfectly entitled to sound confused and concerned about how to fix the problem. Yeah, that's what I want to do is find out how to fix it. How do I get people like? How do you like, get I, do, a I don't normal just do person. this because I want to. You know, I do this because I want to entertain people. Yeah, I do well, this because I want people to laugh. Yeah. So where are the people who want to laugh? Surely they were out that night to go see Bo Burnham. Well, the, that would be Bo's fans. It's not yeah. just you know. Well, yeah. Like, I'm not going to Marin because I'm a fan of comedy in general. I'm a fan of Marin. So right. that's why I'm going specifically for that. There's comedy shows all the time in Toronto, right? Yeah, there are. Literally. Everybody. Like, I missed a Kevin Smith show. I love that guy. I'm just like. I didn't know he I, was here. I saw he was at the airport and that was the last thing I was Yeah, like, I he knew he was here? coming because it was oh. on his podcast. He was doing a live version of one of his many podcasts that he does. And it's called Hollywood Babylon. Where was it? Uh, I don't even know. It was a like a fairly big Toronto venue. I think oh. the, the tickets were expensive. Yeah, a little expensive. Yeah. And I've seen I've seen well, Kevin that makes a already too. Like I, 
Yeah, like I'm not. I don't know. Like the kids in the hall are coming, but the tickets are like sixty bucks. Yeah, so I'm I not. Can't, gonna, I can't. I've seen them bucks. already. Yeah, I can't pay sixty bucks to see the kids in the hall. You know, I love them, but too, yeah, too much. That's why it's like put on a show for five bucks. You should be alone. <laughs> this isn't just you, by the way. This isn't just comedy. This is a problem for cinema. This is a problem yeah. for sports. Yeah. Um. Basically, people don't want to leave their freaking houses. No. Could you go to everybody's house? And well, <laughs> yeah, I might be able to do that. Maria Bamford did a show from Bam her own. Bam Bam? Bam 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 did a show from her own living room. <laughs> Pretty funny. <laughs> that would be awesome. Maybe, well, that's possibly one people answer. People do, though. I have friends who have living room shows. <laughs> I wasn't going to say living room show, but maybe you should be recording all your shows and punting it onto the interwebs. I so feel th- like improv, when you watch it, on YouTube, yeah. it's so removed. It's not nearly as as like the mo- the feeling, the energy is so different when you're actually there live. But I mean, it, I guess it's true. Like when I was in, no, you know what? What? <clears throat> when you're watching these, I'm sorry for coughing there. When you're watching these improv shows, are these like people you know who have recorded their stuff and they've had their friend hold their iPhone to do the recording? Yeah, various. Various styles. All right. Various amounts. Well, I think is this a thing? Does this exist? Where you have like Amy Poehler and Tina Fey and... Uh, Kristen Wiig. Yeah, the Wiggers. <laughs> um, like what if they did uh, an improv show? Well, some, you can. Like I've seen some of... And like, that would be shot amazingly. I've and seen some of like Amy Poehler stuff at UCB. Yeah, I'm thinking it's the quality of the shoot. That's the problem. Oh. And you might be onto something here. If you if you shoot a show like Bill Burr's stand-up special where it's like black and white and looks awesome and stuff I, like that. We've had professionals come in and film sets and people still don't watch them on YouTube. Uh, and and the uh, idea of performing live live like if you and then you just consume it at home, it it defeats that purpose. I'm saying that maybe the model of people going out is not working anymore. Maybe you think people... it's going to die? I don't think it's going to die. I don't think it's going to die. I think people will always have the need to commute, not commute, to uh, c- c- commute. Commune, to gather. <laughs> to yeah. gather. Uh, to, uh, and I think a comedy stage is the perfect agora. Yeah. Agora? <laughs> Place where people... Oh, to aggregate? Is that what that word is? <laughs> That's a Greek word. Like where ah. the marketplace where the people in ancient to Greece wear sweaters. used to go to. Yes. <laughs> Greek, uh, to do it in the bum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm concerned about uh, the people wanting to leave their houses, not wanting to, rather. Mm. Um, I don't know. But that's a huge but, problem. Like, we've like got, Toronto, we've got people... Toronto's such a big city, and it's got transportation stuff. Yeah, but you There's can go no see a show in Mississauga if you want to. There's a Yuck Yucks in Mississauga. Oh, God, and I've never been and right? never felt like going there at all. There are some, like, comics, it's, like, such a huge problem, the amount of, like, incredibly com- talented comedians we have in Toronto that, not just in Toronto, but in yeah, Canada, everywhere. that nobody gives a crap about because nobody wants to go out and see Ugh. stuff. All right. So... People go to the second city because they know the name, they respect the name, but, you know... Mm. Well, how is it in the States? Are people having this problem down South, too? I feel like people go to see comedy shows in Hollywood and New York and... Boston. Like, yeah. It's like one of the things you do as a tourist. They have a circuit. Yeah. What about about you? What's your uh, current struggle? Uh, I think right now my current struggle is... 
uh, figuring out if I'm going to start a new project, if I still have to work on the, the script or not. And if I do have to start a new project, that's a huge thing. That's like, what that's... am I going to do next with my time? Right. With my limited time on this earth. What about the weekend? You said you have an hour a day. Is it more? Oh, weekends. Weekends, weekends I get a lot of flexibility from my lovely wife. That's nice. It's good that she cares, you know? Like, yeah. She, she knows how important it is for me. For your soul. Yeah, and she sees how much uh, it cheers me up to do it. How much it gets, yeah. And that's the thing. I mean, part of the writing is... Uh, I want to get it out there. I want people to see it. But it is... I find it so genuinely fun to do. Exactly. Just sitting there in your office and being a writer. <laughs> right. And actually doing right. this stuff. Oh, it's great. And just reading up on the uh, the the profession of it as well. Mm. Like, people who are successful at it. And Oh, my God. It sounds amazing. Well, let's say you wrote your first... My novel? Uh, yeah, your first chapter of your novel. Ooh. Yes. Would you? Yeah. Uh, then take it, shop it around to publishers. Would you apply for grants? I guess that's something you should do, but it's that's so not me. I'd be like, no, I should probably have the whole book done by now and handing that out. I know that, like, a, I would a feel lot of the times... weight of that pressure. Like, you know, someone gives you money for something you haven't done yet. Yeah, but then, like, you could leave your day job. Oh, ooh, that, uh, how much money are we talking that these people Usually they give you enough to, like, live for the duration of how long you're going to write your book. Yeah, but there's living and then there's how much salary I would be losing out if I quit my day job. Exactly. Yeah. But, I don't know, let's say the book is a huge success and then you end up selling a bunch of copies and then you make more than you would ever have made in yeah. your day job. Is that the kind of risk that you would be... That is it, first of all. Uh, giant if basically crazy that that could happen i don't know i've known people who've written books that have done crazy good i know people who have a life writing books written books i didn't have a friend who's written a book uh while she was doing her day job yeah well that's basically what i think i need to do so yeah my, my constant struggle is picking the next project picking the next and working on it and okay well yeah no. so when we come back next month Yep. We should be able to have a, a progress report on, Yay. on some of the things that we've been working on. And then if you, the listener, are, are working on, you know, your art. Yeah, if anyone's listening to this at all. Yeah. Which would be cool. Uh, yeah, feel free to send us questions. Or, uh, or your own constant struggles. Your own constant struggles. Stuff or, that you have to deal with in order to... Let's not be picky. Let's, even if it's an inconsistent struggle. Yeah, sure. It doesn't have to be constant, even if it's just an occasional struggle. Yeah, or be... nothing about bowel movements. So that would be, I mean, ideal. I don't want to hear about. Your you should struggle. go to a medical professional. Yeah, exactly. We're talking you're... about artistic struggles here, not so much in life struggles, not so much like medical. Yeah, we're more like yeah, creative struggles. Creative struggles. That'd be great if, if you could limit it to that. Yeah. Um, not that we're being picky or anything. I I think it's broad enough. It's pretty broad. If you're working on like music, music or. Or painting. Or, mm, or a website, a video game. A video game. Anything creative at all. Yeah. And you want to vent about it. Send us a, an email. Uh, we actually don't have any Twitter or Facebook or anything set up yet. But, but we, uh, we will. Maybe that could be your. I, I That'll be one of my struggles for the next month. Yeah. Is putting up. Because you're pretty good with that stuff. Yeah, I've, I've already managed like five Twitter accounts. So I'm sure. <gasps> It's own thing. Yes, it's its own entity. This is going to be a thing. It is going to be a 
thing. And if you're listening to it, it already is a thing. Exactly. And if you're interested, if you've written a book or a screenplay, we will plug you. We don't. Yeah, we'll plug you if you want to come. If you have something to say, you'd like to ask us a question, dude. Because yeah, if you've created a thing, you've been through the struggle. Yeah. See, we've only kind of created things, and nothing has come of them yet. Yeah. So we're struggling. (laughs) Obviously, we're struggling harder than you. Apart from like live performances, which I don't. No, you're yeah, yeah you're, you're doing happen. it. They happen. Yeah, <laughs> one way or another. <laughs> They're going out there. Yeah. Yep. Well, but, this is uh, yeah. Well, we we struggled through this podcast, and we shall struggle the rest of the month mm-hmm. in order to come back and scroll, scr- struggle, struggle <laughs> through another constant struggle. Congle. Congle. We're gonna I, we're, carry on congling. We're having a real hard time wrapping this up. Do you ever get that? I've often had people tell me uh, it's very difficult to get off the phone with me because they feel bad because I sound sad at the end of a phone call. Oh, I Because I'm just trying to be polite to be like, oh, okay, well, I'll talk to you later. Oh, okay. I was like, I, I enjoyed the conversation and talking whenever I'm in a situation with other people and it's kind of sad that it has to end. Well, other people, I'm telling you, uh-huh. feel that yep. and have a hard time hanging up uh, in those circumstances. Ugh. Well, how do... We should learn that. How to end a conversation. Bye!